what we're able to do is on the stablecoin platform we're able to pay out those profits of the platform not in another token but in ada directly oh i see yeah so this is interesting where a user can take their dana tokens they can stake those dana tokens for a period of time the longer they stake the more of the profits they get they can earn those profits and they can earn ada itself they can earn our token dana through providing liquidity and locking their lp tokens but they can actually earn ada um so this is an amazing thing where you're able to interact with a stablecoin ecosystem on cardano and earn you know the cardano main token ada itself welcome to the cardano source podcast I'm your host Blaine Edwards and on this weekly podcast I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano and if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards. And today we're joined by Ryan Martovo, founder of Ardana, a decentralized financial hub being built on Cardano. So Ryan, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Pleasure to be here. It's nice to have you here too. Looking forward to the conversation. Um, So to start us off, as always, can you please tell the podcast a little bit about who you are, your background and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Ryan Matovi. I'm the founder and CEO of Ardana, and I've been in the blockchain space uh, for just over five years now. So just over five since years, 2015. But it's definitely been a while. How did you get into the space? So originally, I you know, got into the space as an investor, trader, um, like many others, getting into the space and. It was actually a friend of mine. Um, her name was <laughs> Ardana. She originally got me into the space, you know, gave me the, the quick intro into the, the, the hows and whys from Bitcoin up to yeah. Ethereum. And, you know, once Cardano started coming into play, she yeah. directed me to that. Uh, right. So she directed you to crypto in general and then also to the, the, the premium crypto, which is Cardano. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, shout out to your friend. Um, okay, so at a high level, and we can break it down later, but what is Ardana? Yeah, so Ardana is a decentralized stablecoin hub built on Cardano. So that essentially works where within our ecosystem, we have two sides. We have our decentralized stablecoin, and our decentralized exchange for stable coins. So can we break that ecosystem down to some some chunks a bit? So you've got the stable coin and you have a DEX. Are you able to borrow, are you able to lend out money? Like what are some of the products and services that the Ardana DeFi Hub uh, offers? Like how can we interact with that ecosystem? Yeah, so the lending and borrowing aspect really ties into the decentralized stablecoin itself. So how it works is you can take your ADA tokens, for example, 
mm-hmm. or any other Cardano native token on the blockchain that's been approved by governance. You can deposit those into our stablecoin vaults, and then you actually mint stablecoins against your assets. Um, and it's those assets which form the collateral which backs the stablecoin. So, for example, you know, I could you know, take 100 ADA, go mm-hmm. into the vaults, deposit that into the vaults, and mint against that collateral 50 DUSD. Um, now, DUSD is our actual stablecoin. So one DUSD um, equals $1, and it's pegged to the value of $1. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a, a really interesting thing where we're both able to offer you know, a, a borrowing aspect to users being able to borrow against their collateral, almost put their ADA to work, mm-hmm. um, you know, create a stable coin. So our stable coin is created by, you know, the users who you know, essentially use the platform, but it's also decentralized and backed by the collateral in the vault. So at any one point, you can go onto the blockchain and you can view the assets backing that stable coin. Um, so it's you know, a very short and trusted way to operate a stable coin. Interesting. Okay. So the, yeah, the assets that are backing the stable coin is actually the collateral that is deposited into Ardana in order for them to then get some take out a loan or something like that. So it's actually the collateral that is backing the stable coin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Is that like a, a unique ish approach? Like are there any other, um, is that normally how the stable coins are, uh, backed like are there stable coins out there that are backing it using collateral is this something that exists already or is this um a, a unique ish flavor to the stable coin yeah so this is something that actually exists already um on the ethereum network so okay. there is a project called MakerDAO. okay so MakerDAO that's backed by the the collateral yes okay. yeah Okay. And, and so just to extend this convo around the collateral just a little bit further. So it's, is it just ADA or are there other Cardano native tokens that can back that stable coin as well? Yes. It will be a, a range of different Cardano native tokens backing the, you know, the stable coin itself. So um, because, you know, we're dealing with collateral, which would eventually be backing hopefully, you know, billions of assets and stable coins it makes sense for the collateral to be the safest or most trusted asset. So you know, the most trusted in, um, would be ADA itself. Yeah. And the other Cardano native tokens that we um, bring onto the platform would be voted on and decided on through governance. So it would be Ooh, okay. you know, a selection of assets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the um yeah that that will be one kind of governance component they'll be voting on I guess what assets they deem as being trustworthy enough to to be used to back the stablecoin. Yeah. Okay. Got a, probably a few more questions regarding governance later, but I just want to kind of go back a bit to I guess what are the problems that you are trying to solve with this product? I think the main problem is the need for a decentralized stablecoin and you know a decentralized stablecoin that's stable and mm. can function in a way where users have no question about the collateral backing the stablecoin 
and it's not controlled by centralized authority. So um, if we look at the entire crypto space, you know, we have the likes of you know, USD Tether and USDC, which you know, they do their role as a stable coin, but it is still reliant on a centralized um, authority or a, you know, a company or a foundation who has the assets you know, in a bank, uh, you know, in a standard traditional bank. And that's all well and good. However, for what this space is really pushing for, which is decentralization, it, you know, it's important for there to be a stable coin out there uh, along the likes of you know, the more centralized types where users can have no question that this is decentralized. They can see the collateral you know, in the vaults, um, you know, within smart contracts, which um, you know, follow a certain set of functions, i.e., collateral is deposited and it's locked and then people mint against that um and when people know others are using dusd they always know that it's backed up you know by assets Mm -hmm. and i think the other problem that this is solving really is the idea of being able to actually put your assets to work so the cardano community is one of the most dedicated you know most invested communities that we've seen and it's a rare thing where you see 70 to 75 percent of you know token holders staking yeah their tokens and that's an amazing thing where it just shows you the community that's been built around this technology and these are the sorts of users who would want to you know invest in the projects which are going to be coming out on mainnet launch mm. as DeFi on Cardano booms so they mm. need a way to do that you know one of the ways is simply spending their ADA but how about a way where they can take their ADA keep ownership of their ADA keep it staked but mm. be able to you know deposit it into a, a vault platform such as ours mint stable coins you know almost take out a loan and borrow against their assets, take, you know, our stablecoin DUSD, go and spend it, send it back and forth, invest it into DeFi, into other projects. And then once they're done, repay their mm. loan and get access to their ADA again. So mm. it's solving that problem of, you know, having a way for assets to be, you know, put to work in the ecosystem. And this benefits both the users and the projects as well. And it's an interesting thing where the growth of the stablecoin itself is really dependent on the growth of the community depositing into the vaults, projects depositing yeah. into the vaults and building on top of it. And it really follows the ethos of Cardano as a whole, which is you know technology plus the community. Mm. And that's what we're providing, you know, mm. the technology, the vaults and the community being mm. able to use ADA um, mm. and put their assets to work. Yeah, putting the assets to work. I like that. I mean, the Karana community is a very passionate bunch and um, we're very passionate hodlers of our ADA. But yeah. at the same time, especially with you know smart contracts um, on mainnet just around the corner, uh, there are probably a lot of Cardano dApps that people may want to invest in. But at the same time, they probably don't want to use their ADA if possible. Um, so if there is some option where they can borrow against their ADA, then that's um, potentially, if you do it smartly, 
it could really work out in your favor. I mean, this is an idea that I heard from um, Celsius from Alex and I don't know personally any, any billionaires, but he says that that's kind of a very common thing amongst the, the very, very rich is the idea of uh, you kind of borrow against uh, your assets. And so you're not actually kind of selling anything, you're borrowing money against them and then reinvesting that wisely. And then you kind of, that's how you accumulate your wealth. So it's quite an appealing thing for me if I can kind of borrow against something, my ADA that I really uh, love and get some money that I can reinvest into whatever I want to reinvest into and know that my kind of ADA is still there. And like you said, make it, make it work for you, I guess. Um, there's one curious thing. So you, you mentioned the high percentage of Cardano hodlers that are staking. Uh, out of curiosity, what, what is your inkling into, into why so many ADA hodlers are, are staking? Like, why do you think that is the case? Yeah, it's definitely an interesting thing. I don't think we've ever seen the likes of it, you know, in the <laughs> entire space with a project this yeah. large. We're talking about, you know, a 40 to 50 or so billion market cap. So 75% of that is, you know, in the 30s of billions and that's all staked voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it would make, um if, if it was a, a smaller, if it was a low cap, uh, then maybe that, you can make more sense of it, yeah. but there's, there's a lot of dollars being kind of staked. I think that's just the, for me personally, it's a testament to the passion and the loyalty of the Cardano community. Uh, very much yeah. sold on a dream. I think there's obviously the tech side, which is amazing. The financial side, which is amazing. Uh, but there's also this, this aspect of really trying to change the world. And I think a lot of people are sold on that dream. So it's this, this beautiful combination of those three things that I think really make Cardano people like, okay, this is, I'm in this for the long haul. And if I'm in it for the long haul, I might as well stake in some extra, extra coin from it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has a, well, I think, you know, I agree with everything you said, but there's also this energy or this kind of feel that Cardano has. And I think it, if you go back and you look at Charles Hotkinson's older interview, there's certain phrases he uses, like we want to build something that's going to work for the large financial institution or heavy DeFi user all the way down to the farmer in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the only blockchain in the space where you're seeing, you know, use cases and things being built on both ends of the scale, whether it is, the you know in the western world traditional financial applications defi essentially but then on the other end you have interesting things with you know remittances or um escrow accounts or things that just make business easier in Mm -hmm. emerging markets and third world nations where i mean this is really where blockchain technology is needed and um, I think the energy is there in the space in crypto to a small extent. But I think it's almost been overtaken by the yield, the kind of the you know DeFi boom on Ethereum. The focus is there, whereas Cardano, there's still and magnify that to you know, another scale. But you know, there's this other aspect in Cardano and you know the projects building and ourselves, where it's you know these are solutions that will work you know for anyone for everyone, in the world, yeah. and it's almost a a global equalizer in, you know, mm. bringing those, you know, in less fortunate circumstances or unstable economies yeah. and giving them access to this advanced technology. So yeah. it's really amazing. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's how I view it as well. I view this whole movement as kind of an equalizer. Like we hear people coin the phrase uh, something along the lines of this is the greatest redistribution of wealth in history. And I literally think this is that is going to end up being true. And if we're going to really completely redesign the financial structure of the world, we need to design it in a way where it is a level playing field. So the very rich and maybe the not so rich, they it's just an equal playing field. They have access to the same services, um, which currently isn't the case. So yeah, um, that is a focus for definitely Cardano and it's not unique to Cardano. Like a lot of people are trying to do that as well, but I think there's a very heavy emphasis on that in Cardano. On that note, why did you decide to build Ardana on Cardano? Yeah. So in terms of the projects I'd worked on and were building on, I'd started on Ethereum and the capabilities were there, you know, and Ethereum was you know, an amazing advancement in blockchain technology introducing smart contracts. However, you know, from a developer standpoint, you know, there were, um, in my opinion, you know, to an extent, mistakes that were made, which were being patched over or um, perhaps oversights or overlooking you know, the future of the development of you know, an ecosystem or a blockchain um, at the scale of Ethereum. So um, it's almost as if this move to Ethereum 2.0 is kind of patching over some of the oversight previously. So working on Ethereum, um, you know, we had the smart contracts, but the technology just wasn't there to really enable the scalability that myself and our team members in their own endeavors were really looking for, you know, or, you know, even the security with the smart contracts themselves and low transaction costs. So I think, for myself, um, you know, researching the space entirely, you know, it you know, quickly piqued my interest when I saw Cardano, who, you know, once you know, they were launching, they had a very different approach of starting from first principles, taking a very methodical approach to how they built their blockchain, you know, an academic approach. And it's um, very exciting to see, you know, the older papers you know, whether it was, you know, Ouroboros or, you know, the many things that Cardano, you know, put out being inspiration for further blockchains. So, for example, Polkadot's consensus mechanism mm. takes a lot of inspiration from Cardano's peer-reviewed work. And um, that was just something completely different, you know, taking that approach and building slowly. And as, you know, more news and more work was coming out of Cardano, um, that's when you know, I began to see really what they were, you know, what they were really going for. And this was a truly global system built from the ground up, you know, in terms of, you know, both, you know, the vision, but also the main part, which is the technology. So whether that's security right from the blockchain to the smart contracts being built, and that's, you know, really the importance of Plutus and, Know, being ba based on a functional programming language like Haskell, there's a lot of assurance there. Um, you know, for any kind of developer looking to build something that's going to last and be reliable, but then also getting down to you know working with something like proof of stake, where you know you can have a secure decentralized blockchain, but it also be you know, environmentally friendly. 
and that's nothing against proof of work. I think Bitcoin and you know, the other proof of work blockchains can definitely flourish, but Cardano is that more sustainable and more ecological alternative with proof of stake um, and also proof of stake built into the foundation of it as opposed to what Ethereum is currently going with um, or going through, <laughs> I should say, which is um, essentially patching over a proof of work blockchain and transitioning to proof of stake. And then there's the scalability, which is amazing where the core you know, blockchain of Cardano, the layer one itself, um, you know, solves a lot of problems in terms of scalability and you know, everything we're building you know, right now up until mainnet launch, you know, whether it's DeFi or just having lots of users transact on Cardano is all possible. But then there's this kind of forward thinking approach to the layer two solutions or the further scaling solutions and, you know, hearing about the work going on with Hydra, which is going to take this really to the next level is exciting. So I think we just wanted to build on a blockchain, which gave us the capabilities to do everything. There was no restrictions. There was no having to do patchwork or change our solution you know, to accommodate the limits of the blockchain. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Cardano is definitely making sure they're building the strongest foundation that they can. And any project that is trying to approach solving problems through a first principles approach and also a heavy kind of science-backed approach is very reassuring from an investor point of view. And I imagine also from uh, developers as well, that are also planning on building on top of that platform as well. It's a very thorough approach in terms of building something up. So that's a comforting thing for me. I'm no developer, but uh, I definitely have invested in this um, platform and probably the same reasons why you develop on it yeah. is the same reasons why people, a lot of people invest in it as well. So DeFi is a very big thing at the moment in Cardano and, and obviously crypto in general. Uh, so what is your plan to distinguish Ardana from other similar DeFi protocols out there? Yeah, I think that's a great question. If you look at DeFi, there's definitely lots of projects launching, um, you know, and many which are similar. And I think it's definitely important to build, you know, on top of or at least, you know, improve solutions which are working, which is why you look at what we're building, which is the stablecoin and the stablecoin vaults, which uh, I guess a, a parallel to that on Ethereum would be, you know, make a DAO's die. And then there's the stablecoin decentralized exchange and a parallel to there would be, you know, what Curve Finance has done. But we've never really seen those two core kind of staple pieces of DeFi combined together under a single ecosystem, under a single token. Um, and that's very powerful. If a user can, you know, start with their ADA, deposit into the vaults, mint our stablecoin, DUSD, take that DUSD, go onto our decentralized exchange called um, uh, DanaSwap, and then transact with that DUSD to other stablecoins, and essentially have a platform which supports not just our stablecoin, but the others stablecoins, which will you know, begin to crop up on Cardano. Um, that's a that's an amazing thing because the decentralized exchange is a special is it's a special purpose exchange where 
um, essentially how the liquidity is managed and the um, you know, the algorithm that really controls how the liquidity pools function is built in a way where it you know, improves the capital efficiency by anywhere from 50 to 100x compared to what we'd see on a traditional exchange. You know? um, and there's many of those out there you know, on Cardano, but there's not as many like our exchange, which is built for stable coins. So for example, just to give you an idea of what's capable you know, mm-hmm. on our, you know, our stable coin exchange, if a user wanted to swap between you know, $100,000 worth of one stable coin to another on a standard exchange, they'd lose a few thousand um, you know, just due to slippage because the liquidity can't manage those large trades. You know? And this is a problem in the crypto space you know, entirely is, you know, liquidity. Um, with our exchange, um, the capital efficiency is so high to the point where that same trade, as opposed to costing the user you know, thousands in um, slippage, that's brought down to, you know, anywhere from 10 to $50. So that's, you know, 50 to 100x in terms of capital efficiency. And this is important both for the, you know, average small user, but also for the larger players, whether it is a large financial institution or, you know, a project. And we do anticipate and we're already, you know, working with projects who'd like to build on top of us and access our liquidity pools. So I think that's really what, you know, you know, and there is, you know, one other thing that I will come to as well. And I think that this is really the key thing that takes our platform to the next level in terms of connecting with the community and having them be a part of the ecosystem. I think having a single token that represents stable coins on Cardano is amazing. The stable coin itself and the transfer of stable coins. Um, and the other thing, which um, you know, is definitely you know, a draw to our platform and really a draw to the Dana token itself is what that Dana token um, gives a holder. On the one hand, there's the governance aspect in that token being, you know, a voting right to the ecosystem, to the parameters, you know, both on the stablecoin vaults and the decentralized exchange um, and the general direction of the project going forward. But there's something else, which is being able to hold that token, stake that token for a period of time and earn the transaction fees on the entire platform. And that's both the transaction fees on the you know, stablecoin vaults and the transaction fees on the stablecoin decentralized exchange. So that's what our Dana token provides is you know, essentially a way to earn interest um, on top of the platform itself. Um, and um, you know, it's another interesting thing what we're able to do is on the stablecoin platform, we're able to pay out those profits of the platform, not in another token, but in ADA directly. Ooh, I see. Yeah. So this is interesting where a user can take their Dana tokens, they can stake those Dana tokens for a period of time. The longer they stake, the more of the profits they get. They can earn those profits and they can earn ADA itself. They can earn our token, Dana, through providing liquidity and locking their LP tokens, but they can actually earn ADA 
Um, so this is an amazing thing where you're able to interact with a stablecoin ecosystem on Cardano and earn you know, the Cardano main token, ADA itself. Interesting. Okay. So th- I think that is, yeah, something that I think a lot of people are going to find very interesting. Obviously, people in the space, there's a lot of amazing projects coming out here, but the, the Cardano one will always be the kind of the, obviously the main one, since this is the thing that the platform that all these are building on top of in the first place. So if they can, if you can stake a native token and then earn the main token, the main Cardano token, that is really interesting. That's got me thinking. I just literally paused for a bit and looked off into the distance and started thinking about what that could look like, (laughs) the possibilities. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Interesting. To kind of push a bit more on the rewards. So what are some other ways that people can earn yield or earn rewards on your platform? Because obviously a lot of people that get into DeFi, that is a big thing for them is, you know, going onto the platforms and where they can earn, I guess, the most uh, amount of rewards or, or yield. So you mentioned that you can stake your Dana token and then you can earn rewards that way through the transaction fees on the DEX. Are there any other ways that people can earn rewards on your platform? Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, another way, and that's tied to uh, you know providing liquidity, which is um, important, you know, for the decentralized you know, exchange, the DEX itself, um, but also the you know, our stablecoin because liquidity is important in it being able to be traded. So a user, for example, can go onto our DEX. They can um, you know, deposit, you know, into a liquidity pool. They can provide liquidity, um, and you know when they provide liquidity, they receive um, liquidity pool tokens, LP tokens, and those tokens represent a share, you know, of the liquidity pool. So mm-hmm. uh, as there's more trades going through that liquidity pool, um, the fees from that go back to the liquidity, you know, providers, you know, anyone holding, you know, their LP tokens. Um, so that's an interesting way to, um, you know, um, earn rewards on the platform. And the benefits is that it's a stablecoin um, decentralized exchange. So um, what we do see on other exchanges is something called, um, you know, impairment loss. Um, and this is you know, <laughs> definitely a difficult thing to understand and calculate but Mm -hmm. it's essentially you know if you have two different tokens and they're varying you know in price against each other um you tend to lose when the um you know the price against them drifts so far and this is called impairment loss and this happens on you know general exchanges but with our exchange because it's stable coins which essentially maintain the same value um against each other you don't have to worry about impairment loss. Um, so it's, you know, providing liquidity on our decentralized exchanges, essentially an almost risk-free way where mm. your asset won't depreciate in value. Mm. Um, you can take the LP tokens um, and then you can stake and lock those LP tokens for a period of time. Um, and on top of just holding the LP tokens and earning transaction fees from the decentralized exchange, if you take those LP tokens and you lock them for a certain period of time, say 30 days, 90 days, a year, two years even, 
um, then you earn, you can earn extra rewards in the form of our token, which is the Dana token. So um, this is a, yeah, a third use case of the Dana token on top of, you know, the governance aspect and the utility aspect is, um, you know, it's, you know, a rewards aspect for, um, which is tied to people contributing and supporting the ecosystem through, you know, providing liquidity you know, yeah. on our decentralized exchange. Yeah. And is there a, a Ardana savings module? Did you mention that? So where you deposit, because I'm just reading your white paper, is when, where you deposit your DESD into an Ardana savings module. Yeah, yeah. So the Ardana savings module is um, a really clever way for us to um, help manage the supply and demand of the stablecoin itself. So um, we can essentially you know, incentivize people to you know, take their DUSD which may be in circulation and deposit that into the Ardana um, savings module and they can earn a percentage of the fees, um, we call them stability fees, on the Ardana stablecoin vaults platform. So, you know, you can take your DUSD, which is pegged to the value of the US dollar, deposit them into the Ardana savings module and then you can earn, you know, an APY against that. And that changes, um, you know, you know, you know, throughout, you know, the shifting, you know, market conditions mm-hmm. depending on, you know, the supply and demand of our stable coin. And that's another way for users to earn, um, you know, rewards, you know, um, against you know, their assets within our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people can stake their Dana token and, and rewards that way. That's one way. The second way is they can provide liquidity. Uh, and the third way is they can deposit DUSD into the Ardana saving module. So there's there's a, a couple of different ways there that they can earn rewards through the Ardana ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is where I guess you could call it the third product or service comes into our platform alongside the stablecoin vaults and the stablecoin decks. Um, It's essentially ties all those ways for users to, you know, generate profit or earn rewards or yields or APY into a single platform. And that's called the um, Ardana rewards enhancement module. Um, or RM for short. So Interesting. Um, it, it simplifies things. So, you know, you can go onto, you know, one, you know, platform, have a, you know, a kind of you know, user-friendly dashboard to see all the different ways in which you can contribute to the platform or take your assets and you know, put them to work, as we said before. Yeah. And you can see all the rewards that you'd accumulate, you know, in one central place. I like it. I like it. Uh, you touched on this before, but is there a plan for Ardana to integrate community governance into the protocol? And and what does that look like? Yeah. So there's multiple ways in which community governance will be tied into the platform. Um, and that's something that will transition you know, into you know, as the platform grows and develops, um, will transition to a governance um, system. And that's really where it becomes truly decentralized. So, um, you know, the main ways would be on the stablecoin vaults platform. So, you know, ADA um, itself is a, you know, a guaranteed asset 
that will be there for users to deposit and mint stable coins. But there you know, will be other assets, other Cardano native um, tokens, and these are going to be, you know, different projects out there. And community governance will play a role in selecting those tokens and listing them and delisting them. And that helps with, you know, essentially ensuring that it's only the most credible tokens that um, are, you know, that would, you know, eventually land on our platform. And then there's, you know, the other way, kind of an extension of that, where the governance aspect is tied into the different parameters, you know, of those tokens, whether it is the stability fees on the platform to be charged or the um, you know, various aspects like the collateralization ratio or the um, liquidation ratio, all the different parameters on that platform. Um, the Dana taken token holders will essentially have a way to control that as a group um, and be able to, you know, react towards you know, the changes in the market. Um, now there's the other um, side, which would be the decentralized exchange, and it's very similar um, in that you know the various parameters, you know, whether it is the transaction fees or the various um, you know, variables on the um, uh, the different pools on there, um, governance, you know, the community themselves will have you know, a voting right to be able to affect that essentially. Yeah. Um, so you know, these are the core ways in which governance um, will essentially form a way to direct the movement of the platform itself. Uh, um, and I think it's important to mention that as this platform grows and you know we'll have a growing treasury growing funds a growing ecosystem and there's definitely a lot of power there um in terms of you know financially um but also in terms of you know, the decisions that are made on the platform you know on a general sense the direction of ardana as a project you know will affect you know both you know the team and the community and the projects building on top of it so it makes sense for that um, you know, to be integrated into the governance. So, you know, we'll be including things like, you know, um, developer funds, um, mm -hmm. you know, ecosystem funds to incentivize people to, you know, build, you know, in Cardano and, you know, other applications surrounding us. And the yeah. benefit is that our code will be open source. So they'll be able to build upon improvements and, governance will be able to vote those improvements in um, and then the community themselves on our governance you know platform or structure can put forward proposals you know for the platform and you know be able to you know put those up to the vote so you know it really will you know transition into a self-sustaining ecosystem and you know there's a lot of inspiration we have taken from Cardano themselves, you know, with, you know, the likes of Project Catalyst, which is doing amazing things. I mean, all the project, most of the projects I've heard about and are in contact with on Cardano are going through Project Catalyst. And that's an amazing idea. And it makes sense for us to, you know, follow, you know, on Sweet yeah. and you know, yeah. do similar things in our ecosystem. Yeah. Well, it's, it sounds like you've obviously put a lot of thought into the and to the community governments governance, which is 
I think really good because I think to really call yourself a DeFi protocol, the community governance has to be integrated into it somewhere. I, th- I think it's hard to be a true DeFi product without that, in my opinion. Um, you mentioned project. Oh, you mentioned Project Catalyst. Uh, is there a reason why you didn't kind of go through that that kind of system? Is it what's your reasoning for that? Yeah, yeah, we had our um, reasons for that. So towards the beginning, you know, of our development, and this was you know the close to the beginning of this year, um, we were you know receiving interest from you know, a few private partners, investors community members within Cardano who essentially wanted to help fund the project forward. So we were lucky in a sense of it started off being funded by myself, but that, you know, grew to another level with their support. So, um, you know, we were lucky to have that support and backing to be able to, you know, both grow our team, grow our resources um, and you know, begin to lay the foundation for our ecosystem. So um, we definitely you know, were well-funded from the beginning. So um, we were in a good space where we didn't necessarily need to apply to Project Catalyst. And it felt fair to you know, the privilege we had you know, with our backers to leave Project Catalyst to other projects who mm. um, you know, needed that initial capital to get started. And as we go through our, um, you know, have been going through our fundraising, you know, we've been receiving a lot of interest from, you know, players within the Cardano space and we appreciate the support, but most importantly, we appreciate the support of the community themselves. So, you know, although we won't go through Project Catalyst itself, the kind of grants, we -hmm. will do things in terms of managing how we distribute our token and that will be focused on the community themselves, you know, whether that be in the private round or the public round, um, you know, we'd like to give back to, you know, those who've helped, you know, support our project. Um, and this yeah. goes down, to, you know, the community members in our, <laughs> our telegram group or, you know, in our discord, you know, being able to offer them a way to contribute to us, you know, through our token is really important to us. So, um, those are a few reasons why we haven't gone down the project catalyst route, but it's, you know, for any project out there, which is looking to get off the ground, that is the first point of call, both in terms of funding, but support from the community and feedback for the community. And we're speaking to lots of projects and lots of projects we're working with who um, you know, went down that approach of going through, you know, the project catalyst funding and, then there's other projects we're speaking, you know, too, who went down the route of doing, you know, um, you know a stake pool you know, offering, and that's a interesting thing that's grown out of Cardano. So, you know, mm-hmm. in the community, there's so many different ways to get funding, and uh, as long as you know, you're dedicated and legitimate project, um, yeah. you know, it's uh, you, know, you can find that support and that backing, and. Um, you know, really focus on the important part, which is the development. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, I mean, Project Catalyst is a very beautiful uh, system and obviously a lot of cool projects are kind of being incubated through that whole process. But then, you know, yeah. you can also develop your project outside of it as well. And there's got to be amazing um, uh, products that are going to get built in kind of both those different uh, routes and with you, you mentioned you're obviously fortunate enough to have some funding up front to build and develop the product. So going into uh, 
project catalyst probably wouldn't make sense uh, in, in the sense of you getting maybe more money from project catalyst that you didn't necessarily need. And then in doing so, taking that money from someone else. But the, the thing with Project Catalyst is it's not just about the funding, it's also about the kind of the community. And it sounds like you're still trying to involve the community, even though you didn't go through that Project Catalyst route, which is um, something that I think the, um, the community will, will definitely appreciate. So on the, the, so you mentioned the token. Can we talk about, yeah, I guess the, the strategy in terms of how people can get their hands on the token um, and how you're how you're planning on distributing it i guess yeah yeah so um in terms of the actual token itself we will be launching on the cardano mainnets as a cardano native asset um and we're definitely looking forward to you know being in the first batch of interesting projects launching so in terms of the actual um you know the ido or the um tge yeah. Um, you know, we're considering different options, um, and that could range from you know a, a fair launch where we just launch it on a decentralized exchange, and um, there's interesting you know indexes out there um, which we'd launch on. That could be you know another option could be doing you know an IDO on a an, an IDO platform, and there's you know interesting you know, IDO platforms out there on Cardano, or even you know, something that could be you know, seen as you know, quite unusual, which is doing a combination of both where, you know, we launch, you know, you know do some of our launch on an IDEO platform and then some of our launch, um, you know, within our own community and involve our community, you know, who are contributing, you know, on Twitter and in Telegram and Discord, you know, and on the voice calls that we look forward to doing, we'll have community town calls, you know, offering, you know, oh, a public cool. set for them um and so although i can't you know give exact answers because you know these things are still you know being worked on in the background i think um <laughs> i'm doing a, a good job to give hints of you know the direction that we are moving forward and it's yeah. always going to be focused on the community um yeah. so yeah and in terms of timeline um we look to launch in q4 of this year Okay. So that Q4. will be, you know, once, you know, um, mainnet has launched and, you know, the, the things have gone smoothly on that front. And then we will, we'll do our launch and that launch will be alongside our products themselves. So we won't just launch, you know, with a token and then, you know, make promises of platforms coming out and then it takes months to get there. We will be launching, you know, with our token and with, you know, the stable coin, decks and the stablecoin vaults themselves ready for users to use straight away you know fully audited and um we're looking forward to that exciting time so the tge will be q4 of this year and kind of stay tuned on your social medias for updates on i guess the specifics around how they can get their hands on some tokens but being engaged in the in, in your communities are kind of a general way to to kind of keep an eye out on that. And I like the town hall idea. I, that's something that I'd be definitely keen on kind of getting involved with because there's an appetite for that within the community, kind of just being able to have these town halls, meet other people in the community, be able to share ideas yeah. and opinions on how things could play out. I think that is a very wise move. Obviously some people do it, but 
not as many as 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 um, they should, in my opinion. It's a very powerful tool. These town halls because it really emphasizes community, and community have a lot of important things to say. Like to be to be honest, so it's yeah. I'm glad that you guys are going down that route. Yeah, and we're definitely looking forward to that. I mean, we'll you know, there's so many different platforms which really enable this. You know, whether it's you know uh, the you know Telegram itself and voice calls in there, or the Discord and voice calls in there, um, or even you know Clubhouse, which is an interesting platform, and the Twitter Spaces as well. You know, I've yeah. spent time in the Cardano community lounges on Clubhouse and. There's you know, the Twitter spaces um, and to general advice, you know, for the um, you know, everyone listening, if you want to get involved in Cardano even more, just go go onto Twitter and, you know, find the right people building and contributing to the space and follow them. And, you know, you'll you know, find your way to Twitter spaces where you have people just talking about Cardano and talking about you know, Cardano <laughs> NFTs. There's so much interesting conversation there. And um, we'd, you know, we'd like our project to be a part of it. So, you know, we'll open, you know, op- you know kind of open Twitter spaces. We'll talk about you know, what's going on, you know, in the project, you know, behind the scenes and talk back and forth to the community and, you know, really hear what they have to say and let them, you know, contribute you know, to, you know, our team discussion. Yeah. A um, couple more questions to go. We've, it's been a good Good convo. We're coming up to an hour. The, I'd, I'd like to quickly talk about the the team behind this project. So there's like what you're saying is really uh, exciting to be to be honest. There's a lot of cool products and services that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. But who is the team behind building these products? Yeah, yeah. So we definitely have a, a very strong team and a very experienced team. Um, so. You know, we have myself and our core team members um, who all have experience in their respective fields. So we have our um, our lead, you know, design um, has experience you know, working with big brands on, you know, UI and UX design and content creation. We have you know, our chief operating officer, Derek, who's um, you know, has you know, over 20 years experience in software development for, you know, governmental and um, uh, kind of organizational projects. Um, Interestingly enough, he's spent, you know, more time, you know, in software development than I've even been alive. So (laughs) that just shows you the level of experience um, that we have in our core team. And, you know, we have our chief of strategy as well. And, you know, both Derek and um, Scott, our um, chief of strategy have, a lot of experience in foreign exchange and, you know, the derivatives markets. And then um, that really trickles down to our, um, you know, our development team, which is the most important. And, you know, we focused um, or at least made it a point to focus on um, Haskell and that's Haskell experience, functional programming experience and interest in Cardano and DeFi and, um um, that essentially forms the basis of our team, you know, who you know, we have you know, over you know, eight developers all working full time and um, interns alongside that. We're actually training up interns in Haskell and Plutus as well. Um, and, you know, they all have you know, amazing experience in uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency itself, but they've all worked for you know, amazing, you know, companies and teams, the likes of Microsoft are, 
um, a senior um, front-end developer and was a senior front-end developer at Apple. So his input, especially around the UX side of things, is um, very interesting. And we look forward to showcasing you know, what the platform will look like and the experience itself. And then ranging from that, we have you know Cardano ambassadors and Plutus pioneers on our team, um, stake pool operators on our team, kind of focusing on you know, the core Cardano development community. Um, so it's a very exciting and vibrant team, you know, both a combination of experience, but, you know, um, young talent as well with our interns and enthusiasm and um, uh, they're building amazing things. Um, so we look forward to you know, showcasing that and you know, you'll definitely see more of the team and, you know, more of the papers that we'll put out, we'll be putting out, you know, research papers you know, that the team have produced themselves, which, now we hope at least will help support the space entirely. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like a, a solid team. I mean, you're, when I first checked out your website, the website in general is really, really nice and well-designed. But when I went to the team page, I was, I was quite impressed with and, and reading the, the bios of all the members of your team. It's a yeah, very uh, good range of skill sets and experience. And yeah, it looks, I was quite impressed when I, when I saw the team, to be honest. So it's nice that because obviously team is is crucial. You could have the best ideas in the world, but if you don't have the team to to build it, then then that idea is just going to stay an idea. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Team is key. Okay, so how can people connect, support, and get involved with Ardana? Yeah, so we have um, our website, and that's www.ardana.org. Um, we also have our Twitter page, which is simply at Ardana Project. Um, and you know, that's a great place to see you know, our, our developments. And then we have our Telegram group, which is at Ardana Official. And then we also have our Discord as well, which you can find the links for on our website. Um, you know, and these are really the, the best places to keep up to date, but also connect with us. You know, our team is active, you know, in the Telegram and the Discord. So you can speak to us. Um, we have great community managers as well, kind of supporting the community. So these are really great you know, ways to get involved with Ardana. So, you know, we welcome you know, all the newcomers, you know, to ask, you know, as many questions as you want and, you know, give us, you know, lots of feedback and, you know, we'll respond by giving you tons of, you know, content and updates about our development and opportunities to test our platform. So yeah, um, there's a few ways to connect with us. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the final question is, what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. I think it's really the possibilities um, if we look back 10 years, um, at that point, we could have never really imagined what the space was like right now. And I think it's just going to be the same within Cardano um, as well. And, you know, I have a, an interest in you know, blockchain technology and Cardano, but also, you know, financial markets and the flow of money and how important that is for you know, everyone, you know, like Charles Hoskinson said, from the big financial institutions all the way down to the farmer in Ethiopia who wants to plan for his, you know, next, you know, year of business. And 
um, all of that's really tied to yeah, the flow of money. And I think that really excites me is the capabilities. Um, and I think I'll round it off with saying really where we'd like to take our Dana um, and to be a part of that change, which is what excites me, um, which is decentralized foreign exchange. Um, and that's something that fascinates us, which is the flow of money. We're talking about the biggest, you know, market in the world. You know, we're talking about a market which trades, you know, around seven trillion dollars a day, and that's you know the largest market, but also you know a regular, continuous market, which is essentially the flow of money, and we'd like to be a part of that, but a part of that, you know, in a different way, not with the likes of what you see in the traditional space, but in a decentralized model where everyone can participate. And that's essentially what Cardano is enabling. And that's where I want to be is building unique tech on top of Cardano, which can, you know, target and, you know, hopefully take over that $7 trillion a day market, which is decentralized for an exchange. And that will come from our decentralized stable coin, where initially you can mint DUSD, but you'll be able to mint the GBP, the yen, the any currency out there. And then there'll be our decentralized exchange, which will function as the transfer point to exchange between those currencies. So this is giving you an idea of this platform and what we're building is really being the foundation of a, a multi-year, potentially multi-decade project, which will you know capture you know, foreign exchange. And you know, we want that's what we want to build um, is a platform to enable that flow of money back and forth from country to country, whether it is a retail user or a small user wanting to transact and send money you know, across the border back to their family, or if it's a large financial institution who deals in foreign exchange or a large company who deals in foreign exchange. So I think that's what really excites me is being able to you know, essentially be a part of that you know, innovation on Cardano and Cardano enables that. Um, it enables what we're doing as decentralized foreign exchange. It enables what other projects are doing in DeFi. And, you know, we just want to be a part of it and, you know, essentially grow a community. And that's really what excites me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, And also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.